The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Sorry about the interruption, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Roof Pre-Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem. We are pre-gaming the national championship. Whose echo is kicking my ass right now? Not me. You, Mr. Cena? No, sir. It might be me, honestly. I just screamed into my freaking microphone. It's all that hustle, loyalty, respect in me. (laughs) Never give up. Never give up. (laughs) That's what I'm feeling about my parlay. For those of you who don't know... Your boy is staring down the barrel of a very, very, very hefty parlay from Read it off. Draft. Um, so in order, your boy went a hundred percent in the six pack, except for one. Yeah, game. I took Texans over Colts, Bills over Dolphins, Jets over Patriots, Rams in the Moron Bowl against the 49ers, Saints over the Falcons. And my upset pick was the Titans over the Jags. That being said, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun night because right now DraftKings is only offering me, our sponsor, our great sponsor DraftKings, is only offering me about $245. And by the way, folks, for you guys who don't know, I put 6 or $7 on this parlay. So the fact that I might win almost like three-quarters of a, of a band – is kind of like what makes this incredible. That being said, I mean, so what's your payout if uh, if Michigan loses? What's your payout? Uh, if Michigan loses, my payout is seven hundred and forty-five dollars. And yeah, on a six or seven dollar bet, I would say let it ride. Yeah, I already won forty-five last night thanks to Maddie's Jets, the Seahawks, and a few other teams. Oh, and the Packers. Um, that being said, it I'm is. Been- I said what? I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to pull a. Good old deal or no deal. I'm going to call the banker, and I'm going to see what he says. $750, Jared. Deal or no deal? Oh, I'm I'm riding, baby. Let's get that $750. I need those little hula hoop earrings like Howie Mandel has. (laughs) You got to shave your head like it, too. Yeah. Uh, You got to be like, you're like, he's not happy. (laughs) two thousand dollars you just see the like the the black shadow upstairs the guy's like oh you know yeah dude i i want to i would kill to know who that banker is right so what i was saying about your hat earlier was my cousin lives in brooklyn and him and his girlfriend were going thrifting and he found two things he found an aaron hernandez jersey and he found a john cena t-shirt tell me why is there blood on the jersey there is not blood on the jersey. Uh, Tell me why the the John Cena T-shirt is about fifteen. seconds. <laughs> the John Cena T-shirt was about fifteen dollars more expensive than the Aaron Hernandez jersey. Mm, like we're talking, they 
They put the they put John Cena shirt for like forty something bucks, and they had Aaron Hernandez jersey for twenty nine ninety nine. I wonder if like you can go to like Pawn Stars and take an Aaron Hernandez jersey. I'm gonna see how much you know they fork up for that. Like best I can do is nine bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of GameStop? Yeah, I'll give you eight dollars. Give you eight bucks. <laughs> you know this parlay of unpredictable NFL games you hit. Including Jags uh, with the upset. Oh, we're gonna give you two fifty for a seven hundred dollar bet. See, I was telling this to my parents when I got home. I'm like, you know, if they offered me like four hundred, three fifty, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd take that. Obviously. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why they're only offering you that. that Dude, they are lowballing the piss out of me. They are really trying to sweat me. And my favorite part about this is it's gone up and down twelve times today. It's it going down even farther. It's now down to 233. It's the lowest it's been all day. So at the highest, it was 249 at maybe noon today. Last night, it was about 247. And the outside as low as 233. They really are trying to punish me for not taking their offer. We're drinking some good luck mead today, boys. Just wait until uh, hopefully Washington has like an early fourth quarter lead. And they'll be like, all right, here's 500 bucks. Take it, please. Oh, no, I'm hoping for, like, a, a crazy, like, Washington touchdown or something like that. And then they're like, just just, 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 just take the money. <laughs> <laughs> I need a uh, – I have two separate prop bets. I have a Blake Corum anytime touchdown, and then I just have some – I have panicked just 225-plus passing, something small. Well, I got the line has already shifted again. It's now up to plus five for – minus five for what Michigan. I got an intern, no no sweat parlay. It's a good 14-legger tonight. I'm talking Panix is going off. I'm talking McCartney's going off. <laughs> We're in the, 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 the total point spread, over 90 and a half. It's going to be Over insane. 90 and a half. It's a shootout. Next thing you know, you got like a 28-24 game. You're like, ah, sorry, guys, 90 and a half might have been a stretch. Yeah, it's, you'll get your money back. Let me talk to the higher-ups about that one again. All right. So here's what I could do though. So I have a bonus bet. <clears throat> do I take Michigan at minus 10 and a half, throw 10 bucks at it, and walk away with 30 if if this game goes south? No, I, I can't. I gotta roll with my boys here. I can't hedge it. You gotta you gotta roll with Mr. Appendix, dude. Mr. Appendix, <laughs> I fucking love that. You know what? I gotta also throw I gotta throw a shout out to the the, the kamikaze commando himself. Carson Wentz for delivering when I needed him most. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought the parlay was dead, and I check back in while I'm wallowing in the misery of what happened yesterday. We're not going to talk. Like, by the way, we're not going to do the one-sentence game today. It is on a one-week hiatus because some of those games yesterday were ridiculous. We'll just talk about the games we want to talk about, and obviously we'll talk about the national championship game for most of this. But my favorite part about yesterday – was I look up in the in the middle of my misery and I see Carson Wentz leading a game winning fucking drive and I'm like, you crazy bastard, you do it! Yeah, dude, he's uh, it was it was pretty cool to uh, see Carson Wentz back in the NFL, dude, you know, especially some fucking especially, ridiculous throws. Yeah, I was gonna say especially playing for the team that literally <laughs> ruined his tenure at the Eagles, yeah, but we won't get to that. Um, and, he, and you know what Carson Wentz did? He called the Jets multiple times. Multiple times. They probably yeah. had on like the, you, you know what they probably had like the note like uh, 
that text message notifications where you could, like deliver quietly. Yeah. You see this in people's phones? That's <laughs> what probably the chance had on Carson Wentz. I just I don't know. It's it baffles me. It baffles me that like solid like backup quarterbacks are like Hey, like, we want to play for you guys. You're the Jets. We actually want to play for you. And we're still like, nah, man, we're too good for you. What do we what do, what do we have to show that we're too good for to have Carson Wentz or Jacoby Brissett or Joe Flacco, as Lee said, did anyways? I'm going into a tangent. But anyways, Carson Wentz did what we wanted him to do, which was win because we all want a Lions-Rams mm. playoff matchup. That is what we're gunning for. That is why we were on the Wentz wagon this weekend. So now we got it. We got Dan Campbell versus Sean McVay, Jared Goff versus his old team. And this is probably the one playoff game this weekend that I'm probably most excited for because I'm looking for Detroit to just handle business. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a very good, tough, close game. But I, I really want to see the Lions pull through in this one, just go off on a run. Yeah, wildcard weekend is like one of my favorite sports weekends throughout the whole year. And just to be honest, guys, I have a uh, green and yellow hat to represent North Dakota State. Shout out Carson Wentz. I knew what I was doing tonight. Um, but anyway, um, it's a Stafford versus Detroit game. Um, I've, obviously, this has been circled on the calendar forever. Um, thank God this panned out the way it did. I'm very excited for this one. Is it? Is that the um, Saturday night game? Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll talk, about, obviously we'll talk about this a lot more when we uh, do our first initial round. Oh, by the way, Thursday at Show Start, we will announce the rules for our pick'em challenge for the playoffs. So, as of right now, I think if so, Washington wins, I'm what four points behind Matt for second place, three, something yeah, like I'm, that. I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm heating up. Yeah, I'm I'm taking for Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've declared. I just put a big X over my name. I might do a celebrity phone call on Thursday. Call Kelsey. Yeah. A butt dial. I don't even have his. Yeah, I don't have his number in the group chat. In the group chat. Yeah, I forget. That. I'll call him. If he's not a guest on Thursday, I'll call him for one game. And if it fails, he has to give me $10,000 or we'll get bailed for the rest of the year. So, doing that game. It's got to work. Chris, point. Is here, Chris is out here trying to pull like, like I'm a Nigerian prince stuck in the stuck in the wrong country. I need help. Seriously, dude. Seriously, you got to find man. those like 90 year old people that have small little phone into the retirement home, so you can just be like, hey, you know, get me over to America. Oh. I'll be your husband. I just oh, need ten thousand. All right, breaking tips and breaking freaking checkbooks. Dude. Jesus. All right, stop it. All right. Browns Texans is uh, of of course the, the matchups announced. Browns Texans will be the four thirty game. The dipshits in the uh, forever lack of wisdom put Dolphins and Chiefs as the Peacock only game. Congratulations, NBC! You're dumber than the stump. Um, Steelers Bills is the Sunday at one game, and Packers Cowboys is the four thirty game. Sunday night football will be Rams Lions, and of course our motley crew of morons taking on the Buccaneers in. Tampa Bay, the line has now moved to Eagles minus three. Um, Credit to us for not bringing them up yet. Ten minutes into the show. Yeah, we're not going to talk about yesterday because yesterday's highlight was the fact that Marcus Mariota wasn't terrible. He didn't look bad. Yeah, and all the other highlight was A.J. Brown's ACL is okay. 
Oh, yeah, I, I had a Giants fan try to talk shit to me today, and I literally yesterday I told them like, dude, like, fuck your entire stadium and your garbage can ownership group, who's cheap as fuck and won't pay for natural grass. Like, I, yeah, I like yeah. dishonor on you, dishonor on your field, dishonor on your cow, like everything. I am <laughs> not like my hatred of Giants ownership. I don't even hate the players. I don't really even hate the team or the fans. I hate their cheap ass ownership. For that fucking shit box of field. Sterling Shepard should be able to sue the Maras for everything they own for his career being basically shot to shit because of that fucking field. Like, they are the worst of the worst. So, that being said, let's talk about yesterday's games. Because we got about 45 minutes till we're out of here. And 45, and I believe less than an hour? A little more than an hour before kickoff? It's an 830. Kickoff's in, uh, kickoff's in... Yeah, it's in 15 minutes. Oh, shit. Why is it a 730 game? Okay. Well, like 10 we'll minute show. 10 minute show. Here we go. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> make this quick then. We'll start actually with the game then. So, obviously, me and Chris picked Washington. Maddie picked the Sign Steelers. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Michigan. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So, obviously, we can't recant our picks. I'm just like one of the biggest things. Somebody made a point today, and I'm actually kind of I was intrigued by this. Is like Michigan's secondary hasn't been challenged a lot this year, and I'm kind of interested to see if Penix can just get a couple bombs off early, and if they can just physical enough. Because obviously there 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 is a very real possibility that if they get Blake Corum going early, like they did, they get, and just they could just pound and pound and pound, and then see the thing is. They've got to be able to keep Penix off the field. If he can drop back and start letting it go and just get downfield and they can score quickly. So Michigan, I think to win this game, they have to be an absolute menace up front. Like their offensive line, their defensive line against uh in their pass rush against Alabama was incredible, right? So the biggest thing they've got to do is they just gotta keep being a menace up front. And they've got to just get after and attack the quarterback constantly. Their secondary, I feel like it's a bend don't break situation because I don't remember them having any. I don't really see them having any guys who can really cover these elite receivers. That being said, Michigan came out. They rose to the occasion. They played well against Alabama. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, you know, Texas isn't that good, and Michigan's a much better team than Texas." It's like, yeah, no, I mean. There's no truly unbeatable team in the college football playoff this year. That's what makes this year so much fun, right? Like, there is no Georgia. There is no LSU. There is no Alabama of two, three years ago. <clears throat> there is no Texas of 2005 or Miami of 01. There is no unbeatable roster in this college football field. So it was really cool that any four of those teams could be in this title game because Texas, it came down to one possession or a it came down to a possession and a half. Alabama, it literally came down to the fucking final play. <clears throat> Michigan and Washington ended up both winning. So here's the thing. That's why this game is crazy. The fact is, it's only a five point, five and a half point um, um, spread. It's four and a half some places. Five some. It's it's the fact that it's bouncing back and forth is hilarious. But that all being said, right? <clears throat> I actually truly think that Washington does have a shot to win. And their shot to win is simple. You get the ball out, you get them moving, you get those playmakers on the outside going, and you allow 
like your defense to just catch a breather because they're going to be in a dogfight and a fistfight all night. And if you can score and take air of all the opportunities you can and make Jay, Jay McCarthy, honestly, this is his game to prove it. He's a first round pick. If he comes out and throws, throws the ball around the yard and plays great. All right. First round pick. You go, you're in my respect, but if it's the Blake forum show and that's all we're getting, I don't know. It's, I'm a big Blake Corum fan. I think he is a freak of nature. That little freaking monster just running through everybody. I would love to see what they do um, in this game day with the game plan. Also, it's going to be interesting to see because I think as much as Alabama was a great team, Jalen Milrow and Michael Penix are not even the same astronomical class in terms of quarterback talent. Now, next year Milrow could be there, but he's still raw, whereas Penix is very honed in, you know, He's, this is his fifth year of college ball, or sixth, or whatever. It's like, you know, he, he he's this good for a reason. So that's my take on it. How are you boys feeling about this game right now? Um, well, well, I will say about this game, I don't really have much facts going into the game since, you know, I'm just getting into college football. But I have made a bet with myself where whichever team wins, I will buy that animal. So if the Huskies win, I'm buying a Siberian Husky for the house. If the wolves win, I'm gonna have a wolf running around my it's house. A wolverine, you goon. Wolverine. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I can't get a wolverine. I don't think. Now Hugh Jackman's not around. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I will buy a. I'm gonna say wolf. I'm gonna buy a wolf or a husky. Just kidding. But look, if I'm. I'm struggling right now in the six-pack, dude. If Washington doesn't win tonight, I'm quitting both my jobs. I'm going to pull like what that one elf did in Rudolph where he just stopped what he did, stopped what he was doing, and became a dentist. So that's probably going to be my route if things don't pan out my way tonight. But I'm rooting for Washington. Um, I love Penix. I love what he's been doing lately. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, not really a big Jim Harbaugh fan. Don't really like the Harbaugh's that much. Um, I don't like really hate them, but it just, I don't know. I just, a, a guy with shaded glasses kind of scares me on the sideline. I'm just going to say. So pretty much if, if your pick loses, then if I have somebody that's in need of like molars or like, you know, fillings, I should send them your way. Yeah. Send them right to my office at intern, uh, intern dental work. Well, former yeah. intern dental work. <laughs> P.O. Box, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, at Corner Booth, pod one. <laughs> that we use numbers now. This is going to be a um, this is going to be a really good game. I'm excited to watch this game. I think what I'm most excited for is that it's just such a different matchup. You know, we're not watching you know Georgia. Or we're not watching Alabama. It's not like a Clemson game or anything like that. So it, it is fresh, and it's just something we haven't seen in in what three plus years now, which is just a, a championship game that doesn't have Georgia in it. But um, I'm excited. First time, I'm, you know, Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan guys have been in. Um, you know, first time Michael Panix is getting in right now. Um, and it's going to be a good game, like I said. I mean, I, I expect J.J. McCarthy and Michael Panix to be on their A game and to have their best football going on right now. And the two playmakers in this game, one on each team, is it's going to be on Romeo Dunes and um, Blake Corm, in my opinion. I think, like Jared was saying, I think the secondary is going to be really tested with him. And I think – I think Odun's going to have a big game today, and I think Quorum's also going to have a big game today. So I think it's going to be back and forth, just like a one-two punch on both sides of the field. 
Um, but I agree with what Jared's saying. If it's going to be a Blake Quorum game and J.J. McCarthy's just going to have one of those like 14 for 24, 25 kind of game with maybe 220 passing and like one touchdown kind of thing, then I just don't see how you're taking him in the top 15, top 20, top 30. Um, that's not first round right there in my opinion. This is the battle of the, the fringe playoff team drafting quarterbacks. Battle of the dogs. ESPN Analytics, by the way, has a 75% chance of Michigan winning today right now. I don't trust it. Pat McAfee's currently on the panel with a giant cowboy hat. Ooh. Because he's, he's a man of the people. Also, a- can also, we don't tell us talk about how on Friday he just called out ESPN executives and just told them to fuck off. Well, he can't say the F word. He probably said, like, hey. No, he called one of them a rat. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it, his contract, he can't like say the F word, which is crazy. I can't go oh. anywhere in public without dropping the F bomb somewhere. Like if <laughs> I'm in the middle of like a Bed Bath and Beyonds, I'm like, where's my fucking soap? But I'm I'll get into that another time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Lord. I um I, I like I like McPhee because I think he I think he's very much aware, like, hey, like if I piss you off and you guys get rid of me, like my show is gonna be just fine with or without you. Like me and the McAfee faithful will migrate to wherever Pat goes. We do not give two fucks about ESPN. Yeah. The only thing I like about him being with ESPN is I could put it on my TV instead of just having it on my tablet or my iPod or whatever mm-hmm. this is, my computer when I'm working and stuff. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not like he, he's going to fucking, he can go to fucking StreamYard and he will be big. He could no. be a big Toy Story 2 fan. Jesus. With the uh, cowboy hat. Just saying. I was getting, I was getting more of a like Doug Dimidone vibes. Yeah, those blubber nuggets are chewy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god! I think I think Chris wins for the best uh, best uh, reference at the show today. Them blubber nuggets are chewy. Um, Anyway, let's tweet that. So I, I got it. So all right, final thoughts. Either of you guys have any have anything else you want to talk about this game? I I still I I have a. My heart and gut, I'm nervous, but my heart and gut is telling me it's Washington. I'm just going to – It's going to come I, down to the final fucking possession. I was going to say, I'm just – I'm going to take the Washington spread. I think that's going to be my safe bet tonight. Yeah, I don't have that luxury. It's all or nothing, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I think – I so I picked I pick Michigan, and I do my, – my gut is telling me, like, this is going to be a Michigan's game. My heart is it's telling me like don't go against Michael Penix because every time I do, he wins. So I'm what I'm expecting with this game is pretty much they're gonna have one final drive of the game. You're gonna have a fourth, it's gonna be fourth quarter. I don't know how much time, 30 seconds, a minute. You're gonna have just enough time yeah. for one team to get that last possession. And, and I think they're gonna run it down the field. Whichever team that is, they're gonna win it. It's gonna crazy. literally come down to the last throw and I'm here for the stomach ulcers that's going to cause me. I was going to say, like, you should, like, are, are you planning before on I watching? I started off with mead, something a little, like, sweeter and lighter before I, hey, McCarthy's here. Hi, Ryan. What, what is mead? Mead I is honey, it's honey wine with hibiscus, like, ginger, and a few other things. I thought that was just Turkey Hill, dude, you had right there. I was just going with it. <laughs> I fucking was going Turkey on. Hill. Monday night, so my drink of the choice is uh, Diet Coke, and there's nothing in it. It's just Diet Coke. Jesus, Cougine. 
So, so are you planning, Jerry? Are you planning on watching the full game? Yeah. So what I'll have is while we're doing the second half of the show, I'll have the game on in the background because I am a degenerate and I need to always have the game on. Also, I need to be an accurate reporter. If you're actually watching this while the game is on, I appreciate you so much. And I love the fact that people have that much dedication to our show. That being said, I do have the game on in the background on my uh, little iPhone with a kickstand that my new case has now, which is hilarious. Um, I was going to say, I would like kill for like a, a live reaction at the end of the game, hit or miss on this. I have also a monitor here, but it's not hooked up yet. And also I only have a certain amount of splitter cables. So like during the NFL draft show, which will be hosted this year by spoiler alert, Hilo sports will be doing the belly, the belly, which will feature myself. If you two goons want to get involved, you know who to ask. Also, by the way, uh, yeah. Shout out to Reese Poffelbarger, the newest member of the Miami hurricanes transferred from, uh, McCarthy's alma mater, U Albany, which is awesome. Um, it should be interesting for this whole uh, QB competition between him, Emory Williams, and Curry Brown. Um, kickoff is in about five, uh, two minutes. So, no other predictions, fellas. Mm, no, go, uh, go, dogs, go, Huskies. Couldn't, couldn't tell go, you which one. Go, go Utah, man. Go Wolverines. Oh, my bold prediction with this game is that Michigan wins and John Har or Jim Harbaugh. Fuck, which one is it? John Harbaugh. Jim, Jim. Jim damn it. They you know, damn right, it, Jim. this is another thing. This is another Identity thing. Seth ain't a joke, Jim. <laughs> Why do families name their kids the same letters? I don't understand that. I don't understand they're like, well, okay, all right, so we so have to have all of our kids with Chris. C's and J's. Chris, how many siblings do you have? Uh who's the because I, I I'm an only child on my mom's side and on my dad's side I have two half siblings. okay so I would say four I have two step siblings and two half siblings so yeah four I got four okay so Never out of child. all of them are do any of them share the same initial as you first initial um no it's just the Harbaugh's fucking Harbaugh's man. yeah so what yeah. I'm trying to get at is the one that coaches Michigan. Jim, uh, he they're gonna win. Michigan's gonna win it all, and he's gonna leave, and he's gonna go to the NFL. This is a gonna be the year. Lot the of NFL. purple in that freaking stadium, man. Yeah. This is gonna be the year he goes to the NFL. And I, for three or four years straight, I've been saying I want Jim Harbaugh as my coach for the Jets. And of course, the one year he's probably actually gonna go to the the NFL is when my team is like we're gonna endorse Bobby Sala. So I'm not gonna get Jim Harbaugh. Third, I you don't want you don't want Jim Harbaugh. He's gonna fail in the NFL. Um, yeah. all right. We got to talk about Jabbo and them Saints, man. Like, so if you guys are living under a rock, uh, the Saints whooped on the Arthur Smiths and the Falcons, and it was hilarious. The Falcons, thank God, let Smith go at 12.01 this morning. 12.01, not 12.05, not 4 a.m., 6, 7, 8, whatever, everyone getting up in the East Coast, 12.01. Like, I got the notification as I was just falling asleep, and all I did was I just chuckled and rolled over. <laughs> I don't usually – I don't like rooting for people's failure. Even if I do, like, it's only because it's better for both parties. Here's the thing. Arthur Smith is just a douche. Like, he's just a doofus. I mean, he's just not going to be able to close, Kev. 
I mean, then again, honestly, over Bob Sala, I would take Jim Harbaugh if you really want my honest to God opinion. I take a again, fucking sweaty sock with a little <laughs> tiny squirrel brain in it right now. I'll take Chris twelve beers down over Bob Sala, <laughs> dude. I appreciate that, dude. And I know I'd say like how Arthur Smith kind of looks like Chick Hick, but now I'm thinking about when he's got the headset on, he kind of looks like Doc Hudson, where he's like Coach McQueen. Nah, dude, he don't don't give him don't don't disrespect Doc Hudson like that. He looks like um. He looks like when you uh, what is that freaking? I think it's in SpongeBob. One of the characters gets whacked in the face with a shovel, and his face goes flat. That's how he looks to me. <laughs> I just I, I don't know how to describe it any better than that. Wow. Also, just the, Jim Harbaugh walking around with like the receiver gloves on, catching balls, just cracks me up. I was about to say I don't think I've ever seen him without tan khakis on. Yeah. Uh oh. He maybe he does. See, also JJ McCarthy to me just looks like a really cheesy Disney villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's from like uh, the one like he's like the next Incredibles villain. No, he looks like he looks like when like they're doing like a Disney Channel sports movie, and he's like the he's like the the star player for the rival bad guy team. <laughs> he's the, he's the angry yeah. linebacker yeah, or the overly funny. cocky quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is Daxy though. That's too funny. I'm trying to think of like an evil name. Before. All right. So my opinion on so we'll talk about it. so Shannon Sharp today, Uncle Shay Shay, went a little out of bounds for me. I, I I personally am not a fan of cutting Jameis Winston. Here's the thing, and this is my biggest. Oh, Michael Panic's got the purple shay a uh, purple uh, silky on. It's over, boys. <laughs> uh, He's got the purple sil- silky. I love Michael Panic to me. Just has so much swag for a quarterback who throws with a weird elbow angle. Um. Anyway. Do not do not get mad at James Winston. Jamal Williams hadn't had a touchdown all year. The Falcons basically quit on that game halfway through the third quarter. So thank you, Kirk Herb Street. So that being said, I I don't hate this at all. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, it, it sucks. Like, if I was in the Falcons, she'd be pissed. But I'd also be happy because that was like a nail in the coffin to make sure Smith got fired. So Falcons fans should be thanking Saints the Saints this morning. Because now, next year, they probably will be a wild card team. They have so much fucking talent in that offense. They could go get Kirk Cousins on a one-year rental and go draft, like, I, I don't fucking know. Go draft some rent, go draft some quarterback in the second or third round, maybe a Michael Penix, and say, fuck it, we'll let him cook in the oven for a year, put Kirk Cousins in for a year or two, and boom, we're a playoff contender with the amount of weapons we have. Two good tight ends, two solid and one all pro can all pro talent wise running back, one of the best tight end prospects of all time, at least in the recent decade. At least, like on paper, he was a very tight end prospect. Let's let's pump our brakes. And they have an underrated defense. You go draft an edge rusher in the first round, you go draft a like you go draft a quarterback in the second or third, you draft some, keep addressing all your issues, keep fixing the O line, like, dude. This it makes this the Falcons should sprint away with this division for another decade with the, the roster they've built. And Arthur Smith may be just the dumbest human being I've ever seen in my life. He literally got a contract based off of Derrick Henry being an all, all uh, an all generation type running back. So that was my opinion on the whole Jabo thing. I loved it, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I have never rooted for the Saints in the last decade in my life, but I rooted for them because one, because of the six pack two, because Arthur Smith 
irks me. So, cheers to you, Jameis. Thank you for giving us more entertainment. I um, I don't know. I was kind of looking at it more of an opposite way. So that was already at that point. There was like it was already like a forty-one seventeen game, whatever it was. I Stop. I don't really think it was. I don't think it was necessary. Like I, I, the game's already won. There's no need to pile it on. To me, I was like, that is kind of disrespectful. If I was the other coach, I'd be pissed too if that happened. Also, so that's my one look at it. Is that I, I, I just didn't think it was necessary. I just thought that was kind of like a disrespectful smack in the face for the other team. Kind of surprised there wasn't any sort of you know scuffle or anything with that. But also, I think that just speaks to the control and the respect that Dennis Allen has on that locker room, which I just think is not existent because apparently the call was for him to kneel it. And they, they were like, I don't care what the coach said. This is what we're going to do. And that's what they, they did what they wanted to do, which is whatever. But I just, I don't think, I, I, I don't think Dennis Allen really has a grasp on that, on that team. When you're telling them to pl- make one call on the team's like, ah, fuck you. We're going to do this instead. I mean, he, he has a, Kevin has a point. Where it's like if they just ran into I formation, they just fucking ran it great. I love yeah. that they got Jamal Williams his one touchdown of the year. That made me happy because Jamal Williams is just a good dude, and the fact that he had no touchdowns this year and barely any like action, it, it's kind of I kind of happy for Jamal Williams. Here, here's what cracks me about this whole like this whole situation is that. You know, oh, we're like, oh, you know, like Arthur Smith's getting all pissed and everything. He's a, it's, it's a mean to me. Because here's the thing: my mom asked me, she, she, we're having dinner yesterday, and she goes, "What would you do in that situation if you're coach?" And I'm like, if I was a coach and I was up by thirty, I would pull all my starters, put all my backups in, and tell them to keep running the score up. Stop us! Show some fucking pride and stop us. Because, like, and, and that's the thing. It's like I was in on high school. I had um. We had two D1 quarterbacks in my division when I was in high school. Both of these kids were just disgusting. And one of them ran up the score on us my sophomore year. I got to go in as a backup. I almost sacked him. It was like the highlight of my sophomore year, right? Like, I was excited. But, like, here's the thing. Our defensive coordinator refused to run cover two, and all they did was run outs and slants on us, and we couldn't stop them. So, and, and that's what the game was. I think they put up 48 on us. We were the number two ranked team in our conference. We got stomped by the number three team. So, and that's the biggest thing is like to me, if like either put up a fight or take it, it's a football game. It's not life. Show some pride, fight back, make a sack, make a tackle, hit the hole harder, run like your life's better. Cause it's not just to me, it's, and this is my, the big thing about the whole competitiveness thing. Like I'm not one of those people. Like if it's the whole it comes back, and I don't even want to sound like a boomer on this one, but it comes back to this whole like participation trophy bullshit, whatever it is. I don't even know. It kind of leans into it. Where if they're running the score up, fucking stop them. Like look at the you did the Broncos throw a hissy fit when the Dolphins dropped a seventy bomb on them. No, they just kind of walked off the field. That's it. This is one one of the very few times I'll actually give credit to Sean Payton because I think he's a douchebag, but. That's why I'd handle if I got my ass kicked. Be like, all right, whatever, good game. Your boys played hard. Yeah. Our boys need to step their shit up. I, I do that, agree with um. I do agree with Kev when he's saying, I think it's just questionable because of the formation. Like, if this wasn't a fake knee score, I would, I we probably would just be having a whole different conversation. They probably probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that they they fake the kneel down. And then that that to me it was just like, 
You might as well just walked over to the sideline, smacked Arthur Smith in the face, and call him a little bitch, and then just walked back to the well, sideline. I would have done that for free. Oh yeah. So I would have. Dennis Allen is not a good coach. I I don't know what they. I don't know why he's still there. I don't. I don't. He's just like. He's just such. He's just not a good coach, but he's also just under the radar because he doesn't do anything to put himself in the spotlight. So I just, he just, it's just mediocre to no, me. And here, here's the kicker, and this is the last point I'll make on this, and then you guys feel free, and we'll move on. Um, once again, it just comes down to make the stop. If you're not happy how the score goes, that's on you. And him getting fired at 12:01, the second hit, hit, their season ended, tells me all I need to know about this. Falcons, the Falcons fans and management, Arthur Blank. They were ready to let this loser go three weeks ago. And the fact of the matter is the Saints just did him a favor. So Arthur Smith sucks for you, my friend. You know, like you were an overconfident. You are the Brandon Staley of the NFC East. Of the NFC. That's what you are. You are the same coach. An overconfident guy who made it off of one good season by an individual player that you coached up. And now, boom. Your team sucks because you have no control over your locker room. You don't use your weapons correctly. And now you're getting smacked around. And I think it's hilarious. So I'll finish with that. That That's my thought on the whole Jabbo thing. Jameis, good job, buddy. You're a great teammate. Um, Jimmy Graham said it best. Like, you got to lay off him, man. It's 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 it, what they did for Jamal. We have to look aside the fact that what they did for Jamal Williams as a teammate is awesome. And also, Jameis Winston is a constant source of great entertainment. So, that being said, yeah, give me. Uh, I'm 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 back in Jameis here. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm more looking forward to seeing who is going to wind up being the head coach of the Falcons next year. Um, slim uh, picking of Ben Johnson is my prediction. That would be. I think that'd be tremendous for. I think that would be the. You'll finally see Kyle Pitts actually get some usage. You'll see Drake London get the ball a little more. Even if it's Taylor Heineke at quarterback next year, and they're letting somebody like they're letting somebody like I don't know Jaden Daniels or somebody sit behind Heineke for a year. Even Heineke, even Heineke with like you add like let's just say you add Mike Evans in free agency, and you have Mike Evans, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. You draft an offensive lineman. Even Heineke with a better coach, like that team's going to just have such a significant improvement on that offense. Not saying it has to be Heineke, but like Desmond Ritter should have that team just should have been better with mm-hmm. what they had. And I just I honestly like we all said, I think the coaching at the end of the day is is the common denominator as to what's not working. So that him being gone, if they could just replace him with somebody that's just above average. They it does they don't need a rocket science guy down there to know that you need to feed Bijan, you need to feed Kyle Pitts, you need to get the ball Drake London. Yeah. And and so uh it's so we've won. Also, the other vacancy that opened up this morning, Ron Rivera, fired by the uh, Washington time. Commanders. Listen, I love Riverboat Ron. He's a cool dude. But he, he should just go be – listen, go be a D.C. in Philadelphia. You want to stick it to the Commanders management? Go call Sirianni. Tell him, hey, listen, I know you need an advisor for the postseason. Tell that bearded uh, pencil-wearing weirdo to go take a hike. I will go sit up in the booth, help decide – Let's let's go stick it to some teams. Ron, Riverboat Ron, you were an Eagles coach back in the day under the Reed administration. We'd love to have you back as a DC. I think you're a great defensive coach. I think your biggest problem is you were over your skis on offense, which is fine. That being said, I think the Commanders will probably promote the enemy. I think it was always his their position to bring him up. I think he will be the first. He will be the next coach of the Washington Commanders, or Deadskins, or 
football team or whatever they're going to be. The District of Columbia's athletic club. I don't know. <laughs> we should we should make like a like a bet on what their next team name is going to be. The Washington Fanatics. Ooh. Oh my god, that it kind of sounds nice, like the old WWF logo, Washington Fanatics. All right, um, we should get their list of the what Washington their Fighting Bidens. <laughs> oh boy, oh, Washington. Um, I feel like they're gonna have like a one of those like high school team names, like the Wildcats or something. Um, Wildcats. the Washington Warriors. Washington, uh, it's not that bad. The Washington hmm. Hulksters. Oh, oh, I'm trying to think of something crazy. What what goes on besides? I don't know. I, it's I'm struggling with the name here. Usually, I have something off my head, but the Washington Dill Pickles. The Washington mm. bread and butter dill pickles. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smigglesworth Field. <laughs> Yo, actually, Kevin got a point here. I love this. Um, all right. Fighting Bidens. Oh, my God. That's great. Okay, so we have to talk about the elephant in the room because, Maddie, you must have been the happiest camper in the world. You said the streak is over, buddy. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, it's fitting because – it was win-win for the Patriots. They either beat us, and the streak continues, and they just let us know, hey, did you know, fun fact, we beat you 16 times straight. Yes, I do know, fun fact. I know that answer. And then we win, and they get the third overall pick, and they essentially, with, we would assume the Chicago Bears probably holding on the fields at this moment. I think they will. Them going, let's say, Marvin Harrison or something. I, I just think that they're going to have the quarterback of their choice at three whether they're going to be able to take May, and if they can't take May, they'll take Williams, and if they don't want Williams, they'll take Penix. So essentially the, the Patriots are going to have the pick of their quarterback at three. So win-win for them. You could say lose-lose for us. We go from the fifth pick to the tenth pick. I don't give a shit. I wanted to win this game. I am ecstatic. Trevor Simeon is our savior. Who would have thought Trevor Simeon would have been the guy? Not Zach Wilson, not Aaron Rodgers. Trevor Simeon would have been the fucking guy to snap the streak for us. So I'll take it. The only reason why we won this game was because of Brees Hall and Brees Hall only. We didn't do shit besides give the ball to Brees Hall, and he just did his best not to slip and fall. So I'll I'll take it. Win's a win. The season's over, but it's just it's just a big relief, weight off your shoulders to finally just not have to fucking hear I haven't beaten a team since 2015. Yeah, I, I only took the Patriots this past week. I was actually going to take the Jets, but I only took the Patriots because I was dealing with a little sinus problem. I did sound like a lot of the people up in New England. Um, you know, they all sound like they have that like sinus infection, you know, sort of thing. But we won't get into that. Um, it was a good win for the Jets. Uh, what a way for uh, Bill to maybe end his coaching career in New England is you know losing to the Jets um, at home. Um, but I'm I'm really like I know we've been talking about this recently for like the past couple of shows, but I'm really curious to see what he's gonna do next. I'm telling you, Chargers. Going Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go. And even I even with the law. Only because like I don't have Biami. Yeah. Yeah, because also also because like Biami, it would make sense. The problem is you gotta deal with Philadelphia and Dallas for the next decade. Oh shit. Washington just came out the block and just knocked some dude's head off. Oof. Oof. Oh, you're ahead I of just, me. You're probably at the I game. don't see 
I don't I'm see on, a I'm, on L- I'm on 5G plus, so basically I'm going full full tilt right now. Uh, I don't shit. really see a better mat not matchup, a uh, destination for Bill besides the Chargers, just because he's going to go into a Chargers team. So much sense. Well, there are. He already has his quarterback. He already has his running back. He already he has, has his receiver. Yeah, uh, I think Eckler's going to be a free agent. It would uh, be hilarious. Good. Okay. No, it just uh, it's it's not hard. I know Eckler is a phenomenal running back. It's not hard to replace a running back in modern NFL right now. You could get a guy in the third round and he could turn out to be a superstar. I'm not saying it's going to be a guarantee, but it's not as difficult yeah. to replace your you know, starting running back as it would be to replace your quarterback or your receiver, or your tight end. But mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect situation for him. I think that defense, I think the defense is underrated. I think it just needs better coaching. That defensive front is is is, is very good. I think they need help mm-hmm. in the secondary. Obviously, Derwin James can't do it all, but I think that's just that just makes the most sense for him. That's a team where he could probably he could win something with that team within the next two two three seasons if they just continue to build because they're already in good shape. I just think they were hindered by coaching. It would be hilarious if he went to the Falcons because he broke their hearts like six years ago and said, <laughs> "Hey, I'll do you a favor. I'll tr- help you win a Super Bowl." Yo, and, I'm not gonna uh, lie. Uh, Bill and the Falcons go gets like Kirk Cousins or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yo, he, he would be the love woo! guy. Yo, Falcons going 14 three next year. <laughs> but is he going to be full control? Like, is you know no, what I mean? No, no, like, no. Is they're he... not going to give. Him, nobody's going to give him GM powers. I wonder I whatever. He, I think he's just got to be coach now. I wonder what. I, I, I don't think he wants GM powers anymore. I was going to say, I wonder whatever team he goes to next, I want to see if he'll say, like, I'm on the Cincinnati or something. Well, so or far, the Michigan Wolverines <laughs> offensive line is just pushing the pile. Now, yeah, the guy's helmet came off. Oh, yeah, Blake Corum's helmet came off. But, like, so far, what I've noticed is, like, Washington looks a little, not flat, but, like, Michigan is just getting a drive. Michigan's overpowering them right now. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we're but, well, yeah, no, I thought they were going to blow him right off the ball. So this is so far so good. It, it could be worse. All right. Um, the other ones that are cracking up. So Packers make it in. The Steelers make it in. Um, the, Jair Alexander, by the way, just hilariously. Like the reporter thought he was a fan. Yeah. You, you heard it here. Fan fan said it first. I'm like, that's not a fan, man. That is uh that is a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That is your best defensive player. That's funny. That is the third best. That is that's probably the best player in your team. The fact that the reporter didn't know who he was, like, come on. Kimberly Martin would have been like, Jerry, what are you doing here? Yeah, but like also here's the thing, it's like it's like the Packer Green Bay's a very small, small area. Now they may be in Milwaukee, but even still, like, the Packers are like treated like a varsity football team in a Texas town. Yo, JJ McCarthy got lucky there. Holy smokes! I will give Michigan credit; they're playing smart. They're not trying to overextend the plays. They're playing within their reach. Everything's very short and concise. Quick snap throws. Um, I think Washington's trying to gauge them, which is interesting. Their play calling seems almost reactive instead of um, aggressive. That's my honest uh, first initial look here. I think Washington is trying to gauge how they're going to attack that secondary. So this is interesting so far. But, um, yeah, no, the Packers, got to throw a shout to Jordan Love. Just absolutely just taking care of business. You know, it wasn't pretty. The Pack, the Bears, to me, are hilarious because, you know, 
everyone's like, oh, the Bears, the Bears, like, oh, Justin Fields is like, yeah. I, I, you know, the problem is, like, I don't think Caleb Williams is the answer. He might be, but like, I think the problem is institutional. It's not gonna matter who the fuck is wrote quarterback, but uh, I, I think that just kind of summarized the entire Bears organization last night, where they had a chance to put away the Packers and they just couldn't. Ownership continues to run through Green Bay. There you go. I um I, I commend Jordan Love. I was not high on him in the beginning of the year. I did not think I, – I said that he should be good because he sat behind Aaron Rodgers who had two MVPs while he was, you know, sitting and learning. But at the same time, I – from what I saw from the few starts that he had, I just wasn't very impressed. So he starts the year off hot, and I'm like, okay, this kid can play. Halfway through, well, obviously we saw the decline. He starts to regress. We're like, all right, he's not who we thought he was going to be. And then he has completely turned it around the second half of the season when it matters the most. So shout out to Jordan Love for just finding his groove, being his first season as a full-time starter. My evaluation of was when we it was this was our first ever draft show that me and Kevin did together it was 2020. We kind of tried one 2019, he wasn't with us yet full-time. Me and Mark kind of did one, but it really wasn't that great. 2020 was our first real draft show. We went all out. And um, my evaluation of Kevin, I think, probably remembers this. I was high on Jordan Love because of what he was on the back end, but I think he needed time to cook in the oven. And oh, touchdown, touchdown Michigan. Michigan! Oh damn, I'm behind. Listen, it, listen, it's that's one of those things, man, where you can't. He just nobody wrapped him up. He caught a wow. seat. Matt, this over ninety and a half looks is looking good right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no sweat. You know what? Listen, like if, if you don't hit, like if people don't like tail me tonight, like they're they're gonna regret it. Listen, yeah. that safety got sucked in. It happens. It's what are you gonna do? Gonna this do? game is gonna be this game's gonna be high scoring. It's ninety and a half. We're not crazy. Yeah, right. We're not nuts. All right. Um, you know, but last last thing the Packers, I think <sighs> Packers Cowboys gonna be fun, man. <laughs> that game is gonna be fun. I, I'm I'm here for it. I think the Cowboys will win. That's my early prediction. But I think the Packers will make it interesting. So, um, only other game I really want to talk about was uh, Titans and Jacksonville. What a game! Do you think? Well, so, do you uh, think yeah. in your who started for that game was it Levis Jan-Hill. or Hill? No, Jan-Hill. Jan-Hill. All right, never mind. Never mind. Disregard. No, but here's the thing. It's like it didn't matter who started. Jackson, Kansas City's defense—I mean, Tennessee's defense—was playing all out from Mike Vrabel. It was it was incredible, and Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears looked like the best one-two punch in the league. And it's sad that that was probably Henry's last game. But I mean, honestly, you know they can't pay him, but they'll probably draft another power back to kind of go with Spears next year. But dude, they just Jacksonville looked defeated, and I think Doug Peterson's realizing it's not his coaching. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not uh who's his face? Um Lawrence is playing. It's literally it's that culture, man. Like I swear, the second the Texans started getting hot, what did I tell you guys? I said the Texans are gonna win this fucking division. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I I, I just wish, 90, like... I shot ninety I think I shot eighty five percent on division picks this year. The only ones I missed on were the NFC East and the AFC East, because I picked the Dolphins. Oh, and the um, no, that's it. That's the only ones I missed on. Everything else I hit. Yeah, I, I think I made wanted, a. Oh, sorry, you go first, Chris. I, I, I was just gonna say, I just want the AFC to run through Jacksonville this year, just because I wanted to see everybody in that pool just going nuts. 
anytime the Jaguars got a touchdown. And then their mascot running around in a Speedo. I think it's the funniest it's the, thing ever. It's the small things. It's the most Jacksonville, Florida thing I've ever seen. It's um, amazing. Well, Chris, if you love pools, man, just wait until uh, NLCS next year when it's Philly versus uh, Arizona again. God, I hope and pray it's the Yankees on the other side. <laughs> Chris is not liking that response. <laughs> I, um, I, I oh. can I put my can I put you in timeout? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Listen, tough, I had to watch tough, both of my teams, my two favorite teams, lose in their title games. That me, too. me too, the year before. It's true. Um, yeah, no, uh, 2022 and three have been rough for the corner booth boys. Um, yeah. That being said, uh, fellas, any other NFL topics you want to take before we roll on out of here and let the uh, the college football playoff roll us into NFL playoffs in the offseason? Um, Eagles, Bucks play Monday, and I – that's a weird line. It's two and a half. I don't know. It's three in some books. I don't know. All I know is is that basically, I said to my, I said to my, I had three people, different people, ask me today. Hey, what do you think of the game next week on Monday? I'm like, three things going to happen. The Bucks going to smoke us. The Eagles are going to take it down to the wire, and Iceman LA is going to bang one from sixty. Or the Eagles do what Chad Ochocinco thinks we're doing and playing possum and just roll Tampa. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be an ugly defensive match. We're just going to be running the football and everything else. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is, is that I will be there for every fucking play because I love that fucking, I love the Eagles more than I love some of my family members. I'm just kidding. Holy shit. Mostly. Um, I think, I think, um, I think the Cowboys do something that they haven't done in a while and is get by the first round and they beat the Packers. I think another thing that continues to be a common trend is that the Dolphins do not make it out of the first round. They lose to the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Um, Chiefs, too. And then if my other – I think I hit on a I, – I, I don't remember if I said this this year or last year, but I definitely said at some point in the last year or so the Broncos – are not going to make the playoffs or whatever they were. They were not going to do well, and they were going to move on from Russell Wilson at the end of the year, and that's looking likely. That yeah, that was your bold, my bold prediction was the Lions were running with the NFC North. And, and the Texans, mine was that – And the Texans would win at least eight games. Mine was definitely um, Russell Wilson's gone after the end of the year in Denver. You kind of piggybacked off. I've just been saying Russell Wilson's ass for the last three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Matt um, goes, I'll my, take one step further, bitch. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, my other like predictions, I guess, are just small ones. I, I if I had to pick some vacancies, I think I think Bill goes to the Chargers. I think Gerard Mayo goes and it becomes the Patriots head coach. I think Ben Johnson, like you said, goes down to Atlanta. I think Eric Bieniemy gets bolstered up to the uh, the head coaching job in um in um Washington. And then bold prediction, my bold prediction for the end of this year: if the Cowboys do not make it past the Packers first round, they are firing Mike McCarthy. I don't think they'll fire Mike, but I think they're going to like. They've already fired Kellen Moore. Who else are they going to get rid of? Dak. Uh, I guess that's fair. It depends on the game he has. Well, if he so, has yeah, to if, if it, but if it all, or they might fire Dan Quinn. Like literally, like watch, like if Jordan Love lights them up, or they go into like San Fran and get smoked on all, on defense, like we may have a whole different conversation here. 
Also, yeah. by the way, just, Michigan's playing very not soft coverage, but everything's very read and react. Yeah, it's almost like they're feeling it out. Like both sides are feeling it out, like how they're gonna how each side's gonna kind of play this game out. Um well, this is easily, the, ironically enough, being the championship game, this is the best team either of these teams have played all year. So, I just don't see how you justify firing Dan Quinn after the just this unstoppable force that was that Cowboys defense, which I don't think – I didn't think they were going to be as – I don't think they were unstoppable. I just think they got a lot of lucky and forced turnovers. But mm. they were good. They were good defense. So I'm not going to knock it. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we will be live Thursday at – 7 p.m. Eastern time to get you ready for round one of the NFL playoffs, the wild card round, super wild card weekend, which we will be covering every fucking minute of. Me, Chris, and Maddie will announce tomorrow who won the regular season title for the Pick'em. I believe Matt clinched it last week, but I think if Michigan loses tonight, I think I come within three. Um, for the record, the playoffs, I believe we said every playoff game is worth two. And every loss is worth, I think. Oh, broken tackle. Listen to this backup burning for Washington's playing hard. Um, that being said, uh, shout out to our sponsors, Canada promo code Belly Up 20 for 20% off the best alternative on the market to your chewing tobacco needs. Also, shout out to Mauler Bros, promo code Belly Up 15, 15% off at checkout. And of course, SeatGeek promo code BellyUpSports for $20 off your initial purchase. Personal purchase. Shout out to Belly Up Media, Belly Up Sports, Mike, and the whole crew. We will see you guys on Thursday for uh, the Columbus pregame. And um, enjoy the game tonight. Peace. Hey guys, it's Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.